Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Thursday, July 13th. We got jobs today. We got PPI coming out today. Economic news. Markets are going up. We got some earnings coming out. Uh, some of the first ones before the big banks tomorrow. A lot of stuff happening. Stay with us as we get ready to walk through the stuff uh, as Dave joins us in just a few seconds. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are a lot of things in this world that you and I, we can't control. However, you can control one thing, the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. A couple of things you need to understand, though. You need to understand what risk you currently have in your portfolio, and you need to understand what that risk should be based on your risk tolerance and how close you are to retirement age. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. To schedule your core retirement analysis, and then join us this weekend again for the Statler Financial Radio Show on uh, 7.30 a.m. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Yeah, fam. Must the loud kid at the stoplight let the music play. It's 8.41, 19 here before 9. Of course, if playing Tony Bennett, they can turn it up, but most of them don't do that. Time to check in on your money and see what the Sam Hill's going on on Wall Street this morning. We kind of got a little, well, not a reversal of fortunes, but a surprising reaction to some pretty good economic news out of the government this morning. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the line this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. And the markets are seeming to cooperate. Even uh, yesterday was a, was kind of a great day. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I'm sure. I mean, everything was green. It wasn't. It wasn't a barn burner. And I, yeah, I really don't like seeing 500 point days anyway, because what goes up that fast generally goes down. 86 up on the Dow, 33 up on the Standard and Boers, and uh, a pretty good increase, 158 up on the Nasdaq. Uh, everybody looked at the consumer inflation numbers and said, "Okay, fine. Maybe things aren't going to be as crappy during uh, earnings season as we thought they were going to be." Huh? I, I guess so. I mean, I'm thinking that, you know, for the NASDAQ to be back up one, a little over 1.1%, um, yeah, it's still a long way from its all-time high, don't get me wrong, but it's made some pretty big jumps here um, this week. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'd, I would rather see those quarter percent increases on a regular basis which little retrenchments instead of this wild up and down crud that we're looking at and i noticed that the uh, vix is now down to 13.44 i'm not even sure i remember ever seeing the volatility index that low philip yeah yeah the, the vix is really low and um that's uh, i guess that could be kind of concerning too right because that's seeing that you know, the volatility is kind of getting priced out of the market right now. <laughs> I was going to say, it's every, for, every, for every silver cloud, there's always a, the, the, for every silver lining, there's always a big dark cloud. The people who throw gobs of money around every day, the uh, day traders with the research budget to actually make it work, uh, they like high volatility because that's how they make their money. And when the market is doing everything slowly and predictably, it's not necessarily good to them. But for the rest of us that are looking for long-term investment potential, uh, a nice steady VIX is generally pretty good news. If news if you're a buy and hold one, right? Absolutely, because it makes life a lot simpler. Oh, gosh, yes. 
brings us up to this morning, and uh, yesterday we had a pleasant surprise on the consumer price index. Consumer inflation is slowing nicely. It's still higher than we'd like, but at the very least it's heading in the right direction in a nice, non-volatile fashion. Well, we get down to the producer price index, and I've always said, you know, what the wholesale people buy, you know, are seeing generally translates into a trend into consumer later on, since this is the junk that we're going to be buying at the retail stores later for the most part. And core PPI, the producer price wholesale index, only up one-tenth of a percent last month. The core annualized rate only 2.6%. We're starting to get down into the neighborhood that Jay Powell actually wants to see. Yeah, we are. And uh, and that's dropping. The year-over-year number is is dropping from where it was last month, which is good. Um, the, the core PPI for the month was basically flat last month and up a tenth of a percent this month, So, um, which was kind of what was expected. But that's still good. I mean, we're seeing a decline in those numbers for the most part, and uh, the year-over-year number being down to 2.6. I mean, that's uh, that's within the realm of what we're used to. Yeah, and, and like I said, we're starting to get down into what the Fed says they want to see. Uh, the uh, overall producer price index, again, up one-tenth of a percent, which was less than they expected. And uh, as I said, when you look at wholesale inflation, that trend tends to translate a month or so later down into the consumer price, not necessarily absolute numbers, but at the very least, direction tends to foreshadow. So uh, it kind of gets to the point where I start wondering whether or not the Federal Reserve, they're still saying it's a 93% chance of a quarter point increase in the last week of the month when they meet on interest rates again. Uh, I'm kind of wondering, given the fact there was a fairly conservative reaction to that PPI number, I'm wondering if investors are looking at it and saying, we really don't want one, and uh, getting one might not be a productive thing to do right now, since we seem to have got the fix into the system and it seems to be working. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it seems like, you know, now, finally, those interest rate hikes are um, doing what they're supposed to do. So so the question the Fed really has to ask themselves is, do we really need another one based on the direction these numbers are going? Um, You know, the PPI number was the um, it was the lowest since September of 2020. Um, yeah, the increase. overall PPI year over year, it's saying, yeah, it really was. I My, my bull crud detector was going off when I saw that, but they just reposted it again. Uh, the annualized wholesale inflation rate, one-tenth of one percent. We haven't seen that since the Trump years. Yeah, so so that's, um, I think that's probably good news. And, um, you know, if we throw that, though, on top of, I guess the the flying the ointment is going to be an initial jobs claims, right? It's uh, it's going the wrong direction. Yeah, uh, it went down again. To yeah, it went down again to two hundred and thirty-seven. It what was about a twelve thousand person incre- de- yeah, decrease. Decline. Yeah, twelve thousand yeah. people. That yeah. that really, in the context of the overall, I can't help but say that might be an anomaly because we've had a pretty steady trend uh, going upward on those with you know occasional weekly anomalies, but. Yeah, the employment market, you know, overall, you look at the economy as a whole, the employment market is proving remarkably resilient. And uh, at the same time, we seem to be taming inflation. 
I, I said yesterday, you know, based on the CPI, if I ruled the world, I'd say one more month of pauses and let's see what happens because we've baked in some substantial increases and they do seem to be doing some good. Now, whether or not the Federal Reserve listens to us, I'm not 100% sure, are you? Uh, I, I'm pretty I'm 100% sure they don't listen to us, Dave, or we wouldn't oh. necessarily be in the boat we are, you know, two years ago. <laughs> Um, but talking about unemployment, though, I, I do yeah. want to mention this because I saw this headline come across. I can't find it right now, but um, evidently Wells Fargo is closing down uh, one of their um, big centers in Orlando area and is going to lay off 100 people. So I thought that uh, that kind of caught my attention this morning. Hmm. I wonder if that's just a branch or whether or not it's one of their major data centers. It's, I think one of their centers, I don't know if it's a major back office where they do a lot of the loan processing is what I'm thinking maybe because, you know, each individual bank doesn't really process their loans. They go to someplace else to be processed mm. and then come back. So I, I wonder if they're uh, consolidating some of that back office stuff. Could very well be. Maybe we'll have one statewide office to process loans. I mean, it is something that Wells Fargo is working to fix in order to get some control because they've got into that trouble about five, six years ago for uh, opening up accounts that people didn't know they had open. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're looking to get control over it. A hundred people, always a hundred people. And I'm obviously sorry to hear about that. Uh, getting us back to uh, other things going on, there isn't a lot else going on today. It's National French Friday, so McDonald's should be going up in stock. <laughs> you gonna, you gonna swing by there at lunchtime and get your get yeah. your order? What? Hey, I'm scraping bottom here. What do you want? Earnings <laughs> season is beginning though, and we do have at least one household name that reported Delta Airlines. How'd they do in the last quarter? Anyway. Delta is doing well. Um, they actually reported the highest ever quarterly earnings and revenue. Uh, we're talking about they beat the expectation by 28 cents a share, came in at $2.68. Uh, revenue uh, was $14.6 billion compared to $14.5 billion expected. Um, they don't see anything uh, really starting to give them any trouble. They've actually raised their full-year guidance for the top end of their forecast that they expect to, to earnings per share to be somewhere between 6 and $7 a share for the year um, versus 5 to 6 that they had before. So, uh, man, they are doing well. They, they haven't seen any break. They think this uh, corporate travel, they think it's going to gradually increase, uh, which will help. Uh, as well as you know, their first class seats are uh, are selling well. So those are high profit items uh, for Delta uh, going forward, and they're yeah, I, up almost four. I was going to say I haven't been able to wind my way into a first class seat on Delta now in years. They're doing well selling the high priced stuff. Yeah, they they really are. They uh, it, it's hard to get upgraded. It's hard to find. I mean, in, in the middle of COVID. You know, mm -hmm. you could you could get cheap first class seats, uh, but uh, but they're gone. That's true. And, you know, I look at the big airlines and I'm kind of seeing them as being a harbinger for a whole bunch of other related industries. If travels up, that tends to mean that we're going to see some good reports possible out of the leisure and hospitality sector when that comes out later on, too. It really does. And it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, given all the stuff is happening, Travel still seems to be 
um, exponentially going up, um, com- mm-hmm. you know, I guess because of COVID, everything's still, people just want to go, go, go. Absolutely. What else have we got in terms of early indications? I mean, the big house names uh, from finance start coming out tomorrow morning, but we got a couple of other reports that are coming we out do. early, we, too. We got another household name, PepsiCo. Uh, Pepsi reported, and they beat earnings and revenues as well um, on a pretty good handy note there. the uh, They beat by, oh, I don't know, 10 cents a share, 11 cents a share, um, came in at 209. Revenue came in by about a half a billion dollars more than expected. So, uh, so they they had a good quarter. They raised their full year outlook even. So uh, you've got companies like PepsiCo up two and a half percent this morning. Uh, they do have a there's a little known company. I mean, people probably don't recognize this name, but it's called Miller Knoll. Um, hmm. They make high end uh, tables. I, I, I can't even pronounce the name of them. Um, they produce these uh, fancy office chairs. They had a good quarter. Uh, they they came in at 41 cents a share, had almost, uh, they're getting close to a billion dollars in revenue, all better than expected. They are trading down today by about 4.3%. So I had to do a little digging. Hmm. Um, and, and because they deal in the high end market, I, I guess, uh, you know, there's some concern about real estate uh, folks that are in that high end, even though they got money to spend, are slowing down their spending, um, and so they're uh, they're trading down right now about four point three percent. Last quarter tends to indicate if you want your employees to come back to the office, buy them a fancy chair, right? Yeah, exactly. Evidently, that was the short-term benefit anyway. Uh, like I said, it was a modest and a solid up day yesterday. Forty-five minutes before we opened the day, what are we looking at, Philip? We got green ink today, uh, Dave, at least on the stock indexes. They have migrated down from 8.30 when the reports came out, but they're still positive. Uh, We got the Dow up $54. That's uh, between one and two-tenths of a percent. Uh, The S&P 500 is up a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up almost seven-tenths of a percent. So good news there. You talked about the VIX. VIX is down about a one and a half percent this morning. On the other side, we got silver making a big jump up again, up uh, almost nine-tenths of a percent to $24.53 an ounce. Gold is trading down about a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil, though it is up, I think, substantially from yesterday, it's down from the close by about two-tenths of a percent. It's trading right now at $75.56 a barrel. Well, poop. That's the one thing I don't want to see go up. Overseas markets, the Asian rim had a party time, and I'm assuming a good chunk of that is the, uh, at the very least, the thought that maybe we got inflation under control. They were all up markedly. Japan was up by 1.5%. The Hong Kong market was up by 2.5% of the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Europe is also evenly up halfway through their trading day, mostly in the half a percent range, but it's all green ink over in the European community as well. Getting retirement plans going takes uh, planning, and you don't want to wait until it's only a couple, three years before you retire. How do I find you to get a hold of a good plan to make sure I can retire well, Philip? You're exactly right, Dave. The closer we get to retirement, the more important risk plays in that portfolio. That is the one thing you can control is the amount of risk you have. You need to know what it is, and how it lines up with your goals. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 for our core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 
10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And the flood begins on earnings season with the financials tomorrow morning. I'll see you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Remember, folks, thanks for joining us today. I hope your uh, week is going well. Join us again tomorrow for the big flood of financial reports coming out. We'll talk about that with Dave tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Join us then. Have a great day.